Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it, all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com/wonder. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. morning crypto good morning warriors hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel good morning crypto where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto related topics from the top crypto research team in the world i'm your host abs and today i'm joined by some very special co-hosts we've got the node defender joining us on this beautiful tuesday morning i had jackie written in my notes she may pop in later in the podcast that is to be determined but we have Selman G, also known as G Investing, on the podcast today. Very excited. Going to bring some technical analysis and some exciting stuff about what we can look for going forward. We've got Andrew Cashflow, the Cashflow King, and Mr. Johnny Crypto back on the podcast. Very excited to have you guys. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing Jerome Powell making powerful statements on the Federal Reserve's battle against inflation. We'll show several passive income opportunities to our viewers that they maybe want to take advantage of. The SEC shuts down Jay Clayton in One River on a Bitcoin ETF. And of course, we have some exciting Ripple slash XRP talk for the XRP army out there. And a clip from Gary Gensler labeling XRP as a bridge currency. Very cool. Very exciting stuff. Our show is now available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is now live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So with that being said, I'm going to hop right into the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index before we get some awesome technical analysis. We're showing a 26 today, guys. There's really not much to comment on, and so we're not going to spend too much time here, but it's important to watch this, and when we start to climb back into that moderate range, we will be commenting. We've got a total market cap of $1.94 trillion. Bitcoin had a 42% dominance, and it's sitting just over 42500 this beautiful Tuesday morning. Ethereum is back over 3,000. Very exciting. And it's important level to see because there's there's great action here on the price chart. XRP was moving big last night. It's back up to 84 cents. Cardano just under a dollar at 97 cents. Kronos 41 and Stellar sitting just above 20 cents this morning. So I'll leave the floor open. If anybody has any comments on the market as a whole, if not, we can go right into Selma's technical analysis. 
I mean, I really like what's happening right now, especially here when you check out, you know, um, the major indices. Risk appetite came back in today. We have nice uh, green openings, especially European market is also, you know, doing well today. Um, pretty exciting news, of course, even though uh, we had a very bearish, let's say, a FUD news coming out uh, yesterday from the Fed. And we're going to talk about that, right? So actually pretty, uh, yeah, I would say... Um, Pretty interesting moment in the markets right now. It's been interesting to see how quickly things have moved just over the past night or so. Andrew Cashflow, I want to give you the chance because we skipped introductions this morning. I want to say hello. Welcome to the podcast. And what are you watching in the market this morning? Is there anything bearish or bullish that catches your attention? Now, what catches my attention is if you show this fear and greed index, the, 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 it's very negative. And I see Bitcoin, Ethereum, I see a lot going up. Yep. And you know, that's weird. So the, the smart people are buying despite the fear. And that, that's the message, at least what I get. I mean, I do some short, short-term trading now because I'm practicing that. And contrary momentum, that's when the when the RSI index is below 30. And actually, it works. It works. Just just do your thing. Uh, um, uh, just shut down your emotions and, and stick to your own plan. And yeah, I'm... You know, I'm always enthusiastic when I can talk about crypto and the market. And, uh, yeah. Believe me, we're the same on that front. I promise you that. But it's so great to see these institutions buying in right now. We always talk about the correlation between the Bitcoin fear and greed index and the price chart. And right now the price charts are moving, but that fear and greed index is staying right where it's been these past few weeks in that extreme fear range. Mario, good morning. And what are you watching in the market this morning? Good morning, everybody. Yes, I have. a. So I, I have an observation. As far as what we're seeing in the market and the moves that we're seeing from the market, I get a feeling that we may be seeing retail investors popping back into the market. And the reason why I think that is because we're seeing a lot of these cryptos like Bitcoin Cash, EOS, and these are cryptos that are available in some of the most popular platforms that retail investors like to use, like um, Robinhood, uh, uh, PayPal. Like these cryptos are cryptos that are available in a lot of these retail platforms. So maybe we're starting to see retail you know, gaining a little bit more confidence back in, in the uh, in the market. And, you know, all those people that got shaken out and, and basically fudded out, hopefully that's what it is. They're coming back into the market. We'll be watching that for sure. And Mr. Johnny Crypto, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How are you today? Yeah, it's it actually, it's, Andrew nailed it exactly what I was thinking. It's so nice. You know, here we got the fear and greed index at 26, and yet it doesn't feel like fear. But you see a lot of green, uh, and that in fact, you even got you got you got a little bull run. You got some altcoin seasons happening. Look at ETC; it just took off and it, and it doubled already. And who knows where that's going to go? Um, I'm thinking maybe EOS is next. Watching that, watching Cardano, uh, watching Maddox. So yeah, a lot a lot of exciting. We're, I think we're gearing up finally for a nice little run in April. And you've been talking about that for a while, Johnny. I can remember it was December, and you thought February would be our bottom, and early March we would start to see that bullish price action. So you've been yep. spot on. I want to give you props. But we're going to keep an eye on what's going on right now when Selman Gee is going to break down the long-term price charts of what we're looking for. So floor is yours, Selman. Thank you so much. So you see today uh, we had a beautiful start into uh, the week, yeah, or let's say um, Tuesday so yesterday and today have been really great. And uh, Johnny Crypto mentioned that as well. ETC, IO, IOTX, et cetera, all of them, pretty good job. So you see risk appetite is coming back to the markets. I actually wanted to zoom out because, you know, this is not a time to fear, actually. You know, bear market is there to build 
wealth, right? And you see, this is the weekly time frame. And the the higher you go, um, the better the trend. And basically, what you can see here is in the past, whenever we hit, you know, these bear markets, we actually on the RSI, on the weekly RSI, we've seen the bottom um, coming in, right? And this trend right here is pretty strong on higher time frames. The trend is super strong. Uh, stronger than on the shorter time frames and you see we had a, a lot of accumulation going on above this trend so this is no coincidence or something this is like real ta here and you guys can see that we've been trading above the 100 ema for a very long time now for like two months three months now and um we actually have our first or, or let's say another attempt because we have multiple attempts of breaking the 50 and 20 ema and it's kind of like this week it's going to be essential if we can actually manage to break above break above um the emas here and close like a sunday closing perfect close above uh, the emas that could actually bring back hope and a lot of you know investors because people are still scared risk appetite is still low but once we break uh, of that level here this could really bring us back up to like um to like 48 49k and uh, watch out for the RSI. Since this is a higher time frame, this falling trend is, plays a very significant role. So we might get back up and hit that level. Uh, of course, it's going to be a huge thing breaking that. But uh, still, this is actually a good time for you to maybe sell some of your cryptos short term that you don't really want to hold long term or if you want to exit of something. But this is like great news for Bitcoin, especially here, if you check out the um, XRP chart, amazing, like RSI on the daily, you know, beautiful trend. As long as we hold that trend, we can expect more, uh, more bullish pumps here. But the weekly, it looks super sexy, in my opinion, because if you zoom in, you'll see that we this week, we broke above the 20 and 50 EMA. This is great news. If we can really close that week on Sunday, above these emas this is great news this means okay uh pump is coming so next week could be very exciting and don't forget we are in the new moon in the full moon phase you know i'm always super bullish on these moon phases so this is like great news and um like of course another beautiful thing is of course a falling trend we broke above right last week and ever since we are actually doing our best and and uh, rising so xrp is surprising me it's doing pretty well right now and you you get these beautiful bullish news so i'm very excited guys um our next target on the weekly so which is a higher time frame and more important is one dollar three one dollar five cents so let's see if we can um hit that level soon that's awesome selman i love your technical analysis especially when you do the long-term time frames and andrew cashflow had a great point in our, one of our meetings last week where he brought up maybe we talk too much about the bullish price action, but that's what's taking place right in this moment. You can see with what Selma's talking about, if there's bearish sentiment, this channel will bring it to you. We're not some some you know Bitcoin maximalists or some crypto maximalists. We're just realists. And we think we're going into some bullish momentum over these next few weeks. And Selman just painted the picture for us. So Johnny Crypto, do you have any comments on the market right now? And maybe the XRP chart specifically as we were moving last night. As someone said, it looks sexy. No, I think when you look at it, if you go back and look at the chart, you'll notice that there was a, a bottom low around 50 cents or so somewhere in the February time frame. So we're already almost almost 2x that, right? So uh, you can see that's where the bottom was. That's where the elites were buying. They're in. Their bags are packed right now at that point. 
the elites are not in for two X guys. Sorry. They don't, they don't sell for two X. They're going for much more than that. So they got their bags packed at 50. Now we'll see where they want to take it. You know, maybe, maybe they're gearing up because they know that a lawsuit settlement may be coming soon or whatever, but people got their bags full at that rate. Now, now we see where it goes. My guess is we start to, at some point in the next month or two months, maybe we see it test, you know, the previous, not the all time high, but the previous high, I think we got about a dollar 90 last year. I won't be surprised if we start testing that in the next month or two months, especially if we get a lawsuit uh, settlement. Then, then, we'll, then we probably go test the real all-time high of three bucks, three ninety, something like that. And when I see a chart like that, it, it does get me excited. But my rationale comes in and says we've been here before. And honestly, the first the first opportunity that I'm going to be taking profits is in that two dollar range. We posted a poll on our Twitter account last night, and we got 28 votes here. But we asked, "What is your first first target for taking profits during your exit strategy?" And a lot of people are saying $10 plus. That's not exactly what I was expecting because you think long-term investors who have been here, they understand what they hold, understand that when this thing moves, it has massive bearish price action for long periods after that. And that's something I'm going to be looking for, taking profits. If we see $2, I'm going to sell 2% of my portfolio. If we see all-time high, I'm going to sell 3%. When we hit the $5 mark, I'll sell an additional 5%. And this is just my personal exit strategy, but... It's something I'm keeping an eye on because last April, I made the mistake of not taking nearly enough profit when I had the opportunity. And so I'll just leave the floor open. Actually, we'll kick it back to Mario. Mario, what is your exit strategy when it comes to XRP? Is there a particular price range that you're looking for? Yeah, for sure. I definitely think that looking at the uh, previous all-time high, and uh, you know, I don't mean last year's all-time high, uh, I would certainly start to think about de-risking some of my position at that level. But honestly, I considering the, the the rest of the market, I don't think that the market has moved. Well, XRP has not moved in proportion to the rest of the market because of the suppression that it's going through. So, uh, as Johnny Crypto said, if if there is a resolution that comes from this case, I really don't think ten dollars is 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 unattainable. Ten dollars is a super realistic target, uh, especially when you pull the faves and you look at the at the market as a whole. Ten dollars was just a regular uh, full extension. Or $12, actually, it was more than $10, which is a regular 4.236 extension, which a lot of the other cryptos did. I mean, we saw even cryptos like Ethereum Classic just pull off these crazy gains. So for XRP, for that to happen, I don't think it's it's um, I don't think it's it, it's not possible. It's definitely possible. By the way, thanks for whoever put that poll out there, uh, Abs, because I just changed my exit strategy. Now I'm selling at $9.90. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show you people, people in XRP love what they want, what they got, and they ain't selling until we see 10 bucks. I mean, that is really a, that is really an eye opening poll. There's some really good insights there to see that like people are diamond hand in this thing till $10. You know, that's why I'm selling at 990. But anyway, that, that is awesome. That that's really great to see that people believe in this thing. Uh, $10. Don't forget. If you think about where we're coming from, people buying this thing at 20 cents, 50 cents. I mean, that, that's more than a 10x. We're talking a 20x, right? So that, that's huge. There is also one thing that I'd like to add. Like we were talking about the Fibonacci. Of course, that was like um, amazing to see that a lot of cryptocurrencies really hit these levels. But it's also important to focus on the market cap. Of course, we're talking or dealing with a cryptocurrency that is already pretty up in terms of market cap, right? But like let's assume that XRP is currently at um, – you know, a dollar. So it would, um, you know, need to do another 10x to reach that level. So in terms of market cap, I still believe it's uh, it's possible because of, you know, I know we're going to bring that up. Um, XRP is going to become the bridge currency. We truly believe in that. 
and uh, and if it becomes a bridge currency, we're not dealing with like a couple of hundred billions. We're probably dealing with like trillions. So the mm. 10x movement is nothing compared to what what's going to happen. But like these are cycles. This will take time. It's not going to be a mass adoption that instantly. But you know the 10x move is possible. Is it going to happen this this year after the suit you know gets dropped? The, the um, you know where the case gets dropped or in the future, but I truly believe we will see the ten dollar uh, sooner or later. Yep, and we're sitting at forty billion dollars this morning. So forty four billion dollars would get us to a dollar. Four hundred and forty billion dollars would get us to ten. And Ethereum is sitting at thirty three hundred and sixty one billion in total market cap. So we can see altcoins get up to these levels. I'd like to give Andrew uh, Cashflow a chance to comment before we hop into our articles. Yeah, actually, short, short look back at XRP, you know, just as a simple guy, I made uh, three exit points, one at 3.15, one at uh, 6.51, and one around uh, 10, because also my experience is it doesn't go up in a straight line. It goes up and down and up and down. And the fun part is I make money if, it, if, if I sell at a relative top. I always sell too early. I always buy too early. But, but, but grosso modo or under the, under the line, I make money. I, I did this already so many times also with Terra Luna. You know, when it, when it hits 90, I sell it and I bought it back at 60. And, you know, it yep. goes up and down. And I don't sell everything, just, just 10 or 20%. And, you know, and th that's fun. And you, you get your confirmation afterwards. When you see that you sold too early, then you think, oh, I sold too early again. And then maybe two weeks later, you see the drop. Then you think, this was a good decision. And the more often you do that, the more familiar you get with taking small portions of profit. And that's what I also want to give to the to the listeners and the, the viewers. That yeah, you know, make your plan. And uh, but okay, we we spoke enough about it. Yep. And. I'll, we can leave it at that. If you guys want to go vote on our poll, go check out the Good Morning Crypto channel on Twitter where we want to hear from you and learn what you guys are thinking about the market. So with that being said, we'll hop into our first article of the day. Fed Chair Jerome Powell hints at aggressive height rakes, saying inflation is much too high. We've known this is coming. They're planning on raising the rates six additional times this year by a minimum of 25 basis points. And they'd like to get to a 1.9% uh, yield at the end of 2023, I believe. So they're giving themselves 24 months. They're saying they're going to get it done in 12. We're anticipating massive change, but there's still contradictions going on with the Fed's balance sheet as they're making statements that inflation is too high and they need to counter that, yet they're adding assets to their balance sheet. So I'm going to read a couple quotes and then we'll start off with Johnny Crypto, but it says, the labor market is very strong and inflation is much too high. In order to tame inflation, the Federal Reserve could raise rates higher than an additional 25 basis points. So they'd like to go from 25 basis points to 50 basis points. We'll see if it actually happens and in what time frame they're anticipating making these moves in May. Johnny Crypto, what are some of your thoughts when you see an article like this? Yeah, you know, before we do, I just want to get back to what Andrew said. I think it's very important. Andrew touched on something that's very important for everybody out there who's investing in this market or any market is <clears throat> don't expect to buy the very bottom and don't expect to sell the very top. And that's the problem. We all want to get the maximum profit. And because of it, you know what we end up doing? We end up holding and we watch it go all the way up and it comes all the way back down. Don't let that happen to you. So at the Academy here, that's what we teach. We have the exit strategy. We have the exit tool. It's okay if you miss tenor. You just want to get 
80% of the top and 20% of the bottom. If you do, you're, you're doing great. So um, change your mindset and you'll feel a lot better that you're making money and not look at it as you lost money. Don't think of it that way just because it went up a little bit more. Uh, and um, blockchain backer is the perfect example of that. I've got that story. You can explain Johnny, one comment. The only profit is realized profit. <laughs> like somebody said, you ain't losing money if you're making profit. Yeah, green, right? <laughs> it don't matter if you didn't make the full amount, but if you're making some, nobody ever lost money selling in the green. But anyway, um, in terms of the comment, this article is very interesting. The Fed is saying on one side of their on one side of their mouth that they want to, you know, curb inflation. And then the, and then when you look at what they're actually doing, they're still buying. Well, you can't curb, you can't curb inflation if you're still spending money, right? And, lowering the, and you got to lower the balance sheet, not expand it. So it's a bunch of bullshit. You don't know what to believe. You're just, you're getting, we're getting played right now. What, which is it? Are you, are you going to raise or are you going to, and, and lower the balance sheet or not? So we have to keep an eye on it and see what they do. But the problem is nobody's governing them. Nobody's watching them. Nobody polices them. So at the end of the day, they're just going to do what they want. They're going to give you uh, give us lip service. Tell us one thing, and then and then do something else. Selman, I'd love to hear from you next as somebody who's not in the United States. Yeah, so inflation is of course at very high levels. You you feel it in the, in Europe as well, pretty much everywhere in the world. Uh, but like um, I see, you know, I, we need to read through the lines. You you guys can see that they're also super scared. They know that inflation, it was not transitory. It's not going to be transitory. Um, so um, raising the interest rates by 25 basis points was like pretty, pretty okay for the start. But now giving a signal that, hey, we could act more aggressively is a bad sign. So I, I don't know why the market still acted bullish on that. It should be short term, you know, cause a little volatility in the markets. But like there is one thing that I can only say. Please watch out when, you know, people say because of high inflation rate, go buy gold, et cetera, because gold is all like at all time high levels. Right. And other assets, too. Um, I'd like to show you one chart, uh, which is amazing. It's going to take like a couple uh, like only 30 seconds. So yep. basically the consumer price index. Right. Um, back in. And this is, you know, um, the Federal Reserve data. You guys can see back in 1980, the consumer price index was at 14.6. Inflation was at 14.6%. It was at all-time high. And guess what happened? Fed intervened. Fed uh, The Fed raised interest rates and did you know anything possible to lower inflation, to fight inflation. And, and they were pretty successful, right? But then check out gold. Gold was at all-time highest levels. Why? The smart money, the, the smart people that... that you know, we're predicting a crash or predicting any kind of like um, high inflation in the future. They basically bought back here in like a couple years before and made good amount of money. But then at the very top, when people said, hey, inflation is at very high levels, protect your wealth, buy into gold, etc." bought the very top back yep. in early 80s. But imagine, yes, inflation went up to 14. So this is from March, for example. But we're talking about a... Um, all-time high level for for CPI in in April. So a couple months later, uh, we've seen all-time high for CPI, but still, boom, massive crash. And it took about, what was it? It took about 27 years to come back to your entry level for wow. gold. So gold is definitely not a good hedge against inflation. Um, like short-term, it's more like the long-term thing. But right now with Bitcoin, you have very much uh, the opportunity to do more. So this is like great news. 
um, that, you know, we have this chance of, you know, uh, investing in, I would say, you know, cryptocurrencies, this is great news, but like, uh, don't forget, like people are going to shill you buy into gold, etc. but Hey, it's at all time high levels. So watch out. We're talking about the fed. The, the world currency is still the dollar. And, and if the fed raises interest rates, this is going to, uh, suck all the liquidity and and cause a massive dump in the market so you can't really tell people hey to buy gold because right now the world currency is still dollar people still trust in the dollar even though we shouldn't yes gold should equal gold bitcoin should equal bitcoin but one bitcoin but we're still thinking in dollars and that's why the dollar has this superb huge uh, impact on any assets that effect is real so that's why please watch out if you see these levels I would suggest and no financial advice taking profits on the way up and at dips at like a design your strategy and during like at great dips accumulate again because we're here for the long run in the long run everybody's going to be successful i truly believe in that that's awesome i love when you do these technical analysis whether it's the cpi or charts it's, it's extremely helpful to see tangible results i'm going to go to andrew cashflow i just want to read a quick quote Jerome Powell said yesterday, the risk is rising that an extended period of high inflation could push longer term expectations uncomfortably higher, which underscores the need for the committee to move. Mr. Andrew Cashflow, basically Jen McKay, or, uh, Jerome Powell is saying they have no choice but to act because we're going into high inflation and this is their response. What are some of your thoughts? I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not sure what, what to say, you know, because the debt if we talk about Europe, the debt in Europe is so big and they are paying uh, almost uh, 0% or maybe half percent for the, for the governmental debt. And it, it's, it's unbelievable that also because what should the European Central Bank do? Should they follow the, the, the Federal Reserve or not? I mean, Europe also don't want to, to, to lose the value in the, in the euro, but the, the dollar is going up now. So it, it's also a game now between Europe and, and, uh, and, and, and the US. So, you know, the, the, the Federal Reserve and also the European banks, they are in a, in a, in a, between a stone and a, and a hard place. They, they can't move. And they, what, what G already saying, well, they are telling you one thing and they are doing the other thing. And to make one point, actually, do you know the original uh, definition of inflation? The original definition of inflation is the money dilution. That means how much money are you putting additionally in the system? And later, I think in the 70s, they changed it to the consumer price index. And then when that went up too much or too high, they said, okay, let's take out some 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 expensive stuff like beef. And you can also eat chicken. So then it will be cheaper. Uh, uh, for example, a car was in 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 a uh, in the in the consumer price index, and then they say, Yeah, today, 20 years later, you get much more car for your much more functionality. So actually, and the price almost yeah, more or less stayed the same. So actually, you get much more a car for the same value so cars became much more cheaper so the price the, the the consumer price index went down and this is how we are all cheated and i mean they, they took out uh housing in the in, in in netherlands they took out housing of in europe they took out housing prices 
they put out took out the the, the fuel prices just just to make it look like less but if you do a comparison for example two years ago with the same groceries i bet you there is a 30 percent increase in prices in the meantime at least in supermarkets here here in the neighborhood yep uh, you know yeah sometimes i have to laugh uh, about about all what, what they are doing and of course it's it's terrible for the people who can't yeah pay pay for food anymore they are yeah the 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 the, the heater is not going on anymore the central heating because they, they are sitting literally in the cold so i'm happy we had the soft winter and spring is coming so yeah let, let's see what will happen you made so many good points andrew i, I mean honestly we can take this so many directions but there's a there's a quote here that fits in perfectly to what you just said. And it said, if the Fed really is committed to doing whatever it takes to fight inflation, why are they adding $50 billion to their balance sheet this week that they're announcing the news? It's very, these are opposite things. They're telling us one thing and doing another. And we'll show you right now their balance sheet and it continues to climb. I mean, look at this chart, guys. It goes straight up. We go through these periods of literally horizontal lines. It's unbelievable how quickly they add to this balance sheet. And as you can see, when they offload, they don't do it for a long period of time. So- there's there's just so many different directions we can go i know johnny crypto had a comment so i also we, we had a really funny comment sorry we had a really funny comment that said am i coach jb's brother i'm actually his son so there's there's a difference <laughs> but we'll go to johnny crypto next oh boy that's a beauty <laughs> you know i think you just such a son so important what people don't realize is the the people who run our government they're, they're manipulating the numbers I mean, you pull out steak, you replace it with chicken in the, in the number. It's so much manipulation going on that you have to pay attention. When you pay attention and you see what's going on, you recognize that they're just going to continue to modify the numbers and do things because they don't want you to realize that they're deflating or, or devaluing the dollar, right? And they kind of blame it on this whole inflation thing, but that's a bunch of horseshit. The reality is they're the ones who have created the problem. And now they're trying to bring us a solution And it's always something to do with raising and lower, lowering interest rates. It's just a bunch of crap. It doesn't fix. If you look at the world economists, the, 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 they will tell you that raising and lowering, lowering interest rates isn't the solution. Um, the solution is controlling your spending, right? Having budgets, which Congress hasn't passed a, 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 an approved budget in the longest time. Why? Why are our leaders not doing what they're supposed to do? They've lost complete total um financial response you know fiscal responsibility of governing our budget so that's the problem that's where it starts and that's why they de disconnected it from gold it was too easy to track right you can't print more when you when you have a limitation of gold so in 71 they took us off that standard and then you saw that you know the death of the dollar so it's really sad but johnny let, 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 let me give one more comment i mean the central banks want to blame somebody else <laughs> exactly no so let me give them Uh, some suggestions. What do we have? We have an energy crisis. We have a climate crisis. We just had a COVID crisis. We had a we have a refugee crisis. We have a monetary crisis. We have a China crisis. We have a bank crisis. A labor crisis. We have a transport supply crisis. We have. Please a, stop. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> enough crisis. Food crisis. You know. So they have ammunition enough. To, 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 to put fear in us and to, to blame somebody else. Shall I, shall I continue? Yeah, no, you know what? No. You forgot cyber attack crisis. So yeah, I'll that's add coming. Cyber attack crisis. <laughs> Mario, I know you had some comments. I'd love to hear from you. Honestly, with so much crisis, I'm, I don't know what to say. 
Uh, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew said it perfectly. You, you know what they say. They always, they always say never let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. yeah. And that's and why I'll, there's so many. I'll just add, because there's a lot of people wondering this in the chat. Abs is JV's son. JV just doesn't know it. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we love you, JV. This all love. <laughs> Selman, did you have any comments, by the way? I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, I just wanted to add my two cents to this. Um, of course, we're always talking about like crisis, what's going to happen next, etc. Of course, that kind of, uh, you know, um, spreads like negative energy also. Like people might think, oh, God, like we're we're fucked. But like um, all I can say is this, there is a shift happening and this is not going to last forever. Right now, like since the 71, they have been printing money. They have the chance to do anything. Well, I truly believe because this is not sustainable. It's not going to last forever. There, In a couple decades, there is going to be a massive shift and, pe- and we're not going to use interest rates anymore. Because I believe uh, the reason why there is a massive gap between rich and the poor is because of what they're doing with interest rates interest rates do interest in general interest sorry interest in general is a very very dangerous tool and that's making people poor and the rich richer right so i believe it's going to change right now we need to yes uh, live with it but we can use what they do or what they're using um these tools are free for everybody of course it's um they're, it's unfair. They have better, uh, you know, like better setups than we do. But we can still work with like tiny steps. We can build generational wealth. But I truly believe in the future, people will uh, receive the power back and the wealth back. So just my two cents. That's a hey. perfect segue to where Andrew Cashflow is going to go next because how people actually make money from cryptocurrencies, staking, yield farming, and other forms of actually generating passive income as opposed to just making money on the price appreciation. Andrew, I know you got some gems, so the floor is yours. Yeah, what, what I recently discovered, there is a uh, Staking Rewards 20 index. Just go to stakingrewards.com, and there you see all the, 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 the coins you can stake and their uh, uh, staked value. And surprisingly, Solana is on number one. And then you have Terra, and then the number three, there is Ethereum. And it, it's about the, the staked value. And it's, it's really interesting because you have much more of those indices where, uh, for example, the, 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 the S&P 500 and the, and the, and the now yeah, I'm, I don't know about them all, but I was so fascinated that I think there will be a whole new industry that will make cash flow or, or, or rewards exactly this is it they they will make cash flow with with staking but staking is only the beginning because you also have uh, a liquidity providing and now i'm going a little bit technical because if you say i stake my coins then you block your coins so what did they invent on the cosmos ecosystem they said okay if i lock my coins I can get a, uh, a, a replacement coin, and with that coin, I can do uh, uh, liquidity providing. That is called liquid staking. The other way around, you can also do. That is, if you have, um, if if you provide liquidity, for example, with Atom and Osmo, yeah, then then those coins are just in a pool sitting there. 
So what can you do with those coins? You can also stay, say, as long as they are sitting there, let's stake them. And then you get staking rewards. So that is super fluid, uh, uh, super fluid staking. So, and then the next step will be interfluid staking. So that you say, okay, I put them uh, uh, out of each other and I can, over different blockchains, I can stake my coins and I can do liquidity providing. The possibilities are so endless as long as you can wrap your head around the mathematical and the, 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 the process kind of stuff. I mean, those guys working on that, they, they are geniuses. How yeah. you can um, uh, uh, yeah, invent these kinds of processes, which normally only were yeah, for banks and, and other big institutions. And we now are able to automate it. So to take out this whole uh, uh, management layer and, and bring it to the people. And, you know, I'm, I'm very enthusiastic about this way to make money and to make to make your cash flow. Um, That's what I, I think the content you're bringing is so valuable because it's totally different from betting on coins to experience price appreciation from their use cases. You can actually take those existing holdings and let them make you passive revenue. So you're getting two forms of stream come of from the same investment. Mario, do you have any comments? Yeah, definitely. I think that what Andrew, the kind of information that Andrew gives out there, it's it's so underrated and at the same time it's yep. it's it's so many people are, are not aware of it that while you're just sitting on all these you know you could call them bags a lot of people call them bags you're just sitting on your bags and you're waiting on an expectation of the market going up and the price increase and then you take your profits i mean you could exponentially increase your bag while you're waiting by staking it by you know earning on a centralized exchange i know i've I've done a lot of my XRP earning on Nexo, so mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. it's increased my bag exponentially in in about like nine months. It's helped me, you know, increase my my bag, and, and yeah, I highly recommend it. Andrew is Andrew is the best. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and if you guys want more of Andrew Cashflow's content, the best place to get that is the Three T Warrior Academy, where we can break down rewards pools, staking, earning, airdrops. There's all types of opportunities that I've learned from Andrew Cashflow, and he's made me some money. So I want to say thank you. And guys, if you want access to anyone else on this group chat, whether it's Selman, Johnny Crypto, or Node Defender, they're all within the 3T Warrior Academy. And we had a very interesting question come up about tax advice. We also cover that in the 3T Warrior Academy with a tax specialist, Yale. She's very familiar. She's helped, I think, everyone on this chat at, at some point or another. So if you're looking to learn more, whether it's taxes, navigating the market, mindset, health and fitness, we cover the entire thing and we're led by JV which is where the real value comes from. Getting access to JV and what he's doing to navigate this market is what's most exciting. So I'd just like to give a shout out to Coach JV. Thank you. And with that being said, we'll continue into our next portion where we talk about nodes. So first, we're going to start off with the node defender here. But Mario, we've got a very interesting list of the top 12, 13 projects in the node market. Why don't I just leave this open-ended and tell, take this wherever you'd like. What do you think is the most valuable thing for people to know about these node opportunities? Well, first of all, I'm going to start with a correction. <laughs> let's go over some let's go over some passive income opportunities and some of them are nodes. All of them are not nodes. <laughs> but um, yeah, just first of all, I want to give a, a, a word of caution to a lot of people that the word node is being misused for, for marketing purposes. And um, a lot of projects are actually not nodes. What it is, is just a, it's just a way for you to earn. And they're calling it nodes just because that word kind of became the mainstream for this type of for this type of investment. But 
it's really nice to see at the top of the list we have strong and strong is one of my favorite projects um i have a lot of confidence in what they're building um because of the team that's behind it because of because of the mission because of the time that they've been around they've kind of you know when in the crypto market things move so fast that really anything that anything that survives more than a year then you can kind of increase your confidence in the project because it's been around for more than a year and that's probably like 10 10 years of of regular markets so it's really nice to see strongest up there thor i believe that they are they are some in somewhat kind of uh deploying these validator nodes so they are running validator nodes in the background but i'm just going to give a word of caution that those validator nodes are actually not providing or producing enough income to support the rewards that they're paying out their investors so just uh it's not one of those that I'm that I'm invested in but I know Thor is is really up there it's it's starting to prove it's it's worth through a lot of different ways and a lot of different innovations that they're bringing into the space just bear in mind that it's mostly an investment vehicle so it's almost like a fund it's like you investing in a fund it's not really you investing in infrastructure like you are with strong fire is very similar um, fire is is also doing a, a, a very different approach and it's really cool to see fire there we're actually going to have a member of the fire team in our good morning crypto tomorrow jordan harry he's the head of marketing for phoenix community capital and uh he'll be on the show i'm sure he's going to want to talk a little bit about what they're doing so i'm going to leave that for for you guys to come back tomorrow so that he can touch upon that the other uh, i'm not going to go through the whole list but the other one that i do want to mention out which is at number eight and i feel like it's a very underrated project is atlas cloud they are they're essentially doing what Strong set out to do as far as infrastructure. They are operating in the Phantom blockchain as opposed to Strong starting out with Ethereum blockchain. Um, they are kind of taking things with a different approach. I really like the fact that they've made a partnership with uh, Flux, and Flux is a really big decentralized platform like uh, AWS. And so they're using Flux to deploy all of the nodes that are created, all these endpoints that are created under their platform. They're using Flux, which just adds more decentralization to, to the protocol. Uh, they've got a lot of things outlined, but um, yeah, that's another project that I'm super bullish on. All the others, I want to say that they're probably just earning opportunities, just uh, like fund-like, like Thor and like Fire. And uh, I would just be be aware of that. So just for people who don't really understand what nodes are, what you're doing here is you're buying an initial piece of technology that's going to generate a certain amount of their specific currency at a specific rate. So let's just use Strong as an example. You would deposit, if the, if the price of the coin is $1,500, it takes 10 coins to make a node. You deposit $1,500, and then going forward every day, you'd earn just under 10% of a coin. So you have about a 100-day ROI if the coin sustains its value. If it dips or if it goes up, that changes. But these are passive income opportunities, and you have to bet on the actual value of the currency being able to withstand in this market. Johnny Crypto has a lot of experience with nodes, so I'd like to hear from him before we continue on. Um, you know, I, I love nodes. I've got a couple of these thanks to Mario, who's got me into them. At first, I was very skeptical on these because a lot of these <clears throat> are like Ponzi schemes, right? So you're getting a bunch of money up front. You're passing it to other people. And then what you're really hoping for is that these companies could take that money they raised and turn it into a sustainable, viable company, right? And that's really what you see Strong trying to do. Strong's not stupid. They recognize that what they have is not sustainable. That's why they're putting decays in place so over time the output will decay 
But the reality is you have to set up and build a network that, that rewards itself. And they're trying to do that in the stronger coins. So you want to invest in the ones that have, have some long-term potential play. There are a lot of these that come and they go quickly. I've got a list of four of them on my wall where I lost all four of them. They're gone. They don't exist anymore. So you got to be very, very careful in the node space because they can, you know, people are taking advantage of that word. As Mario said, they're throwing the word node around because it's the hot thing right now. Um, but the reality is be very careful. Make sure you know the team. Make sure you know the project and what they're trying to do. I personally like the gaming nodes better because the gaming nodes at the end of the day, there's going to be something tangible there if the games take off. People are kids are going to play games. I look at my kids; they love games. So I like the gaming nodes, like the Gala node, the playable node. Those to me are exciting because I believe there's just a an already systematically built in nature of children wanting to play games that there will be a system there to play and just has a higher probability of success. In my opinion, personally, in my own opinion. Um, but overall, yeah. So nodes can be can be you know in the long run exciting, but you just have to know what you're getting into. Don't just jump into these things without doing a lot of work. And that's why the Academy is so important here at the Academy. We have these discussions. You can have these with us. You can talk to us in the chats. You can come. We got the freedom conference in April. You can come and talk to us there. Um, we got one-on-one -on -one consultations so that you know, I'm helping somebody today, right? If they want to get into these things, you don't have to go alone in any of this stuff. That's the benefit of the Academy. Not only do you get access to coaches stuff, is hit the 120 day challenge, the mindset, but the whole wrinkles. Yep. yep. AMAs every week. We have an AM call. In fact, we got one today right after this. Only for Academy members. We have an AMA call. Thank you, Andrew, for bringing that up. Ask me anything. It's this team, the whole crypto team, and you can ask these kinds of questions. The whole team is there. We're there for you guys to answer those kinds of questions. So, again, there's nothing like this academy. This 3T academy is way off the charts in terms of the kind of services and things we provide to, to all members to be able to help them so you're not going in this space alone. Because there's a lot of, um, a lot of um, you know, uh, pitfalls here in this journey. Yep. And just to tie this back to the node conversation, a lot of the success with these node projects is people being willing to reinvest their profits into additional nodes to compound their interest, right? So if people are, are feeling that they have to take profit, that's when the value of the currency is going to go down. And when people are confident that there's bullish momentum or that this project is creating something sustainable, they're going to continue to compound their funds they're making into additional nodes. And that's how you get these large market caps of half a billion dollars staked. So We'll keep the ball moving and get into the Ripple content because I'm sure we got a lot of loyal listeners out there who are waiting for some Ripple updates and we're bringing you them. Ripple is hiring a director for carbon markets to expand business. This is very ironic that this article came out after our conversation yesterday where we talked about how a large portion of Agenda 2030 is moving us into a zero carbon emission environment where not only our currencies, but our technology doesn't use nearly as much energy as it does today. It says... The company seeks to expand its business in carbon markets and is pulling focus on climate protection to remove by 2050. The plan, the, the Agenda 2030 World Economic Forum plan is to remove 50 billion tons of carbon from the atmosphere by 2050. So Ripple is planning on paying not a pivotal role, but a role in this market because there are other companies competing to do the same thing. And they're hiring a managing director. There's one last thing I want to read where it says he slash she must have a deep understanding of the carbon markets and a passion for climate change, which we know is going to be a narrative, not only for the next two or three years, but probably the next decade. Landing large new partnerships for the company and the expansion of the XRP ledger ecosystem in the carbon markets landscape is fundamental for the success of Ripple. Let's go to Selman and get some comments. Selman, what are your thoughts on, on Ripple taking advantage of this carbon narrative? 
you guys know, like we had a huge narrative, which is slowly ending the pandemic, right? But after that, the major narrative of this decade is, of course, climate change. You're going to see so many, so many like uh, news coming up. It's going to be just like the pandemic. So, um, and, and, you know, people are going to be uh, like, if you're driving like a very dirty car, people are going to like uh, try to hit you at some point. Like the narrative changes immediately, <laughs> right? So I love what Ripple is doing. I know that like Bitcoin and Ethereum is uh, like are super dirty at the moment. But like imagine uh, Ethereum going to proof of stake. That's also going to be cool. But Ripple using um, that narrative right now is just amazing. That's a perfect advantage. And, and you know, I'm, I'm telling you guys, there are uh, way faster cryptocurrencies or way cheaper cryptocurrencies. But Ripple has the partnerships. Ripple works with the elite and they could do the same thing that Facebook did. They wanted to purchase Snapchat. Snapchat said, no. Okay, we're just going to copy your technology then. Yeah, Ripple has the uh, the uh, opportunity and and the resources to just copy their technologies and improve it, and they could do it right now, right? So that's why Ripple, you know, is just you know the perfect. I would say the perfect cryptocurrency that you know uh, fits to the narrative, and uh, of course there are other cryptocurrencies that could also compete, but I think it's gonna co. They're all gonna coexist. Ripple, wow. I'm a huge fan of that. And imagine like the NFT space coming on board, smart contracts in the future. Crazy what's happening right now. I mean, the Ripple hirings have been off the charts and they've been government officials since day one, which is really funny. And it started with Rosie Rios last spring. That really caught my attention when the former U.S. Treasurer was joining Ripple to help them lead this whole this whole market. It was very exciting. Andrew Cashflow, I'd like to get some comments on the Ripple XRP news. But what did you say that they don't hire ex-governmental? Uh... No, 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 they do. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, because the 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 the, the, the in interaction between governmental people, they they know all each other. Yeah. So yeah, you know there is there is huge huge uh, usability for or, or, or use case for 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 Ripple. Uh, the only thing I say, I bought Ripple already, uh, three years ago. <laughs> I mean, it's just waiting, and I can wait another five years. I have my bags full packed with uh, with with XRP. He's and... a whale. Yeah. So, Andrew, we know you bought Terra Luna at twenty nine cents. What <laughs> at what day do you think we'll see a ninety dollar XRP? That's my question. <laughs> um, this is a joke. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot tell you if if it ever will go to ninety. I mean, yeah, there, is so, there is so much XRP already pre mined. Yeah, uh, that that can maybe take another ten years. Hey, I can wait ten years. That'd make me a very I can wait ten years. <laughs> so we're gonna show you some insight into Gary Gensler's comments now. We've got about a fifty-second video we're gonna show here where Gary Gensler calls XRP a bridge currency and lays out its use cases. Let's get right into this. And guys, please watch carefully. In fact, what Ripple is trying to do with XRP. So. Ripple is a company that started as a met messaging, a payment messaging service to compete with Swift. And that, that messaging service, uh, which we'll talk about more Thursday, has been adopted by many banks. More recently, in 2018, they rolled out a prototype of using a crypto token, XRP, as a bridge currency. I would say yes, it is possible. I think there's an issue also about volatility. 
So there's a bunch of great quotes there, but two that I want to point out before we get into the volatility conversation is volatility can be solved by instant settlement. And that's what Ripple's approach was. If you, the volatility doesn't matter nearly as much when you settle transactions in two seconds. Also, he talks about XRP having a real use case as a bridge currency back in 2018, saying that it's a great competitor to Swift and that it has an advantage. So I know he's Andrew Cashflow's close friend, Mr. Gary Gensler. I'd love to give you the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot. I learned a lot from Gary. You know, on YouTube you can find all these videos where he is at MIT teaching crypto, and I would highly recommend look for look it up and and learn. I mean, he is talking in 2018 and 2019 already about crypto, and it's amazing what he already knew those days about crypto. So that's that. Yeah, it, it's also so strange that he has another role, and you just immediately see another story coming from his mouth yep and that yeah and you brought it up before andrew you said you're like i don't envy his position i met him before he took on this role and when he got hired you're like i feel bad for this guy because now he's got to fill the narrative and you're seeing his actual opinions from mit shift over to what's being said right now in the sec case and some of his public comments we'll go to johnny crypto next johnny crypto what did you think of these gary gensler comments You know, it's interesting. Gensler was, you know, he actually says in one of his MIT classes, I remember when they were talking about him coming on board, I started watching all his classes. <clears throat> he actually does say somewhere in there that XRP is a security, or in his opinion, he thought it was. So I kind of knew when he was going to come into this role that he wasn't going to give XRP, you know, end this thing quickly. I'm not surprised we're going on here. But it is interesting how he talks about it. And it's interesting how he knows so much about what it's designed to do and, and pushing that it was designed to be this uh, cross-border bridge system and that it was designed, you know, he gives you some insights into what was happening. Don't forget, he's one of the elites, right? So he knows what's going on in the background. And, and if you listen to what he says, he tells you it was designed to compete against Swift. So that goes to tell you already people knew many, many years ago, like, okay, it's, we got to get rid of Swift. And, and he was, you know, so... Uh, and that's what they're designing it to do. And that's why a lot of us feel like it will be the new replacement system for the Swift uh, there coming forward. At least that's kind of the thinking going into it. So um, I did want to touch one thing on taxes because a lot of people asking questions about taxes. Guys, at the end of the day, if you're making money, you're going to pay taxes. There's no way in the crypto space to avoid paying taxes completely. There are some things you can do. You come join the academy or come here and talk to us. We can share some ideas. But the reality is, I hear a lot of people, I'm afraid to solve making. No, you're making money. Be happy. Yes, you're going to pay some taxes. It's just unfortunately part of the system we're in. Um, but, you know, someone mentioned I trust capital. Yes, you can do that. You can do a Roth IRA and you won't have to pay taxes. Uh, you can start a, a side business so that you can write off some of these things. You know, if you're creating nodes, create a business to run nodes, write off the expenses, things like that. There's some tricks you could do. But at the end of the day, don't be afraid to, to invest or, or because you're going to make money. Maybe you're afraid to make taxes. Pay, sell if you need to sell if you want to make profits. Um, and don't be afraid to pay taxes. And one last thing. I just realized something. So, you know, as we know now, the, the cat's out of the bag that abs is Coach JV's son. But Selman, can you take off your glasses? Because I'm starting to see a big similarity between. <laughs> um, guys, I'm Clark Kent's brother. Abs and Selman. I, I'm thinking there might be some twins. There's some blood relation. Look at that. <laughs> We are brothers. You didn't know this. I'm Coach JV's son. have two kids he's not aware of out there. I'm Coach JV's son and I'm Selman's brother. <laughs> I'm Selman Kent. Sorry. Selman Kent. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. Yeah, but um, 
Johnny, I couldn't remember. What were your closing comments there? Because did you have any XRP comments or did you just talk about taxes? I can't remember. No, yeah, I just spoke about JV. On, on the <laughs> XRP part, as I talked about with Gensler, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's very obvious that he knew there was something going on there. It sounds like the whole, there's a whole plan in the background to push XRP to be the bridge currency to replace SWIFT. It seems like it was all well known, in my opinion. Mm. And it seems like Gensler was probably handpicked for a while, right? He was think of it. He's at MIT. Who better to justify to take over the SEC than the guy who's teaching cryptocurrency at MIT? I mean, you couldn't handpick a better person, right? This thing's all all laid out. These plans are all in place, and these guys know exactly what they're doing to bring us onto the quantum financial system. And and you know, again, from an XRP perspective, the thought is. That is the chosen one to replace the SWIFT system. Now, we'll see if that's true. We're going to find out. But that's kind of, a, I think, you know, gives you some confidence that something's brewing in the background, guys. And it's funny. Those conversations are happening back in 2017. Here we are five years later. We're having the same discussions. But he has the opposite approach where he's not describing XRP being a bridge currency with real utility. He's describing it as a security, which I think we can all agree that the price appreciation that would happen with XRP isn't directly correlated to the success of Ripple. Yes, there, it does play a large role, but it's not the only reason, which is why it's not a registered security. Someone, I'd like to get some comments on your end about Ripple XRP and take this wherever you'd like. Yeah, so when I watched the video, um, I was like, wow. Like back then, even like they talked about it. Uh, it is no doubt, like I don't want to sound biased, but I feel like, um, yep, we know a lot of manipulations have been seen in many different places, even Tesla, et cetera, right? They got sued, et cetera, but look where Tesla is right now. So um, I, I truly believe you should buy the, when there's blood on the streets and, and when, when people hate on something that has value, then, you know, you just have to be patient. You know, you have to invest and be patient. This is no financial advice. Of course, this is just what I did. And, um, and, you know, two years ago and what I did with, um, you know, basically what I've seen in the past, the historical patterns, they rhyme like the present rhymes with the history. So um, that's why all I can say is, guys, they are working, they're partnering with the World Economic Forum. So with the elites. Right. And you see all the central banks coming up. It, you, apps, you brought it up a couple of days ago that the Saudi Arabian central bank, I don't want to lie. Uh, so said, Hey, we see them as a currency, etc. Yep. You see like slowly, you see the, um, uh, you know, the slow mass adoption happening. Actually, you know, that the uh, Turkish central bank and the Kuwait central bank, they actually had a um, money transfer uh, over XRP months ago, last year. And um, you, you see like how central banks are moving towards that uh, technology. So, um, let the crypto community uh, hate on XRP. I believe, you know, they are building something and they can just copy. Yeah, this is like a great picture of that. <laughs> um, just they have, you know, they're working with the elite and they have the resources and the money to actually copy technologies and become the next, you know, Facebook. Right. So that's why uh, you got to be patient. Nobody cares about if you bought Amazon at 30 bucks or 50 bucks. Look at Amazon's stock price right now. So it's all good. At some Aaron, point, it's going to be so high that nobody cares about if you bought it at 20 cents or 80 cents. You know, what, what Gary Gensler is doing at the moment, he's buying time because the banks and all the other systems, they are not ready to take over. So I think that the, the, the major goal of Gary Gensler is buy as much time as possible, at least two, three, four years maybe, 
so that the rest of the elite system, banking system, is ready to to just to switch over. And that, that that's to my opinion the 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 goal of, of Gary. And he is doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, he, he is doing a good job. Do that, do that goal. Yeah. That's a perfect place to end it, Andrew, because it is—it really is. It's not only the evolution of crypto; it's the evolution of the of the banking industry as a whole, moving away from this outdated SWIFT system that's just an accounting measure to exchanging the actual value instantaneously. That's the largest difference in this new system. I want to make a comment about our conference that we have coming up in April, where you can get access to all of us. We have the crypto conference where JV is going to be hosting the Freedom Conference 2022. Super, super exciting. We've got Selman who's going to drop some NFT gems. We've got a banner to show you guys. Also, if you'd love to join the Academy and get access to all of us, Andrew Cashflow's Insights, Selman, Johnny Crypto, the Node Defender, all of them are within the 3T Academy. We actually have a call after this where we're giving everyone the opportunity to ask us any questions they have about the crypto market. And we just have an open, fun conversation. But I'd like to give Selman a chance to share his banner while I close us out here. I want to say thank you to every one of you for joining us today. It's been an extremely fun time and we're continuing to grow and evolve as a platform. So as we continue to make changes, this is our core group. This is our dream team. I'm not sure if Andrew had an additional comment. Did you, Andrew? Um, actually, I was I was wondering uh, how many uh, how many people because I see so many comments. So people oh. are really good <laughs> and uh, and what what you say, you know, we are here to help you, and that is our yep. mission, and that's what we like. At least when I speak for myself, I like to help people. I like to make people successful financially successful so on the other hand i make steps we make steps but you as a customer also need to make steps and it's not for free mic drop yeah. <laughs> so, couldn't have said it better myself do, do the work i love it do the work and selman floor is yours i want to see this crypto nft very exciting stuff i'm i'm, I'm awesome i'm very excited for this thank you so much so guys want to bring that up tomorrow we're going to have an official AMA with the one and only Coach JV So uh, on his YouTube channel, so uh, the 3T Warrior Academy at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So uh, join us for an AMA. So as you guys know, JV is a part owner of the company and the strategic advisor of Collectilabs. And Collectilabs is launching its native NFT collection, Genesis NFT. Uh, the Genesis NFTs will launch hopefully in April. And um, with like great values, you can find out you can find um, out for yourself and the light paper um, at you know collectilabs.com. Join the Twitter, join the Discord, and um, yeah, can't wait to see um, your faces there. Like it's gonna be great. I mean, and the, the AMAs have been a huge success, Selman. I'm I'm looking forward to many more in the future. But there's three things I look for in an NFT project: that's a solid leadership team, an established community, and real utility from the project. Your project checks all the boxes, and that's why I feel comfortable bringing our users the opportunity to get some ask some questions to you and Coach JV during the AMA. So I'll be tuning into that AMA as well. I'm very excited. And now we'll close it out here the same way we always do. Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us today. Let's go.